Natalie JB here with another episode of the Trustfall Podcast. Today's topic stems from a subject that resurfaced over and over again on my continuing path of healing. From conversations with friends to therapists and even praying, the topic of journaling circled around, having had such a positive impact that it was recommended over and over and over again. So yes, today we're talking about journaling. First of all, I've never known what journaling meant before my 20s other than dear diary. I'm cringing just thinking about it right now. But let me give you a backstory. I actually have about three journals, if I may call them that, from my adolescent years. I'm talking about from when I was 13 to maybe about 21. See, I would write in them almost every day, and I even remember sharing it with my first boyfriend at the time. Yeah, I did that. (laughs) So this is how it went down. I would leave the diary with him for a few months. He'd write in it, and then he'd send it back to me and leave it with me for a couple more months. Yeah, I know. So poetic, so romantic. But hey, we were in a long distance relationship and it brought us closer together. It was kind of a positive um, outcome. I still have that thing somewhere in a drawer. I can't tell you where, but it's in a drawer, I promise. But this diary had absolutely no objective other than when we grow old, And when we get married together, we will read it and we will remember the good times. Yeah, didn't go that way. (laughs) The point was, honestly, to just have fun scrapbooking and sharing fun stuff I did during the day. That's how I saw it. Or simply to write down about how annoying my parents were. Well, today, I consider journaling to be something quite different from writing in a diary. Journaling has helped me stay focused and mindful of what is happening to me. It helped me to be self-conscious of my emotions, my state of mind, and my reactions to certain events as they were happening. It has always been important to me to listen to what my heart and my mind are telling me. No matter what came to mind, I wrote it down. Sometimes it would even be a two-sentence page. Yes, two sentences in one page. But there's something about reading it or saying it out loud, whatever I wrote about, that helps in finding clarity in what I'm feeling on that moment. What I write about or what I write down is not per se decisions or final thoughts. They are actually processes. Meaning, there can be a train of thoughts that can help me come up with a solution at the end. And sometimes I may not write that solution down because that solution becomes so clear that I'm not seeking that clarity in journaling. Journaling can also help us condition ourselves to healing, to speaking to a future that we want. For some people, journaling is a way that they pray 
a way that they release their prayers to God, for example. And then some other spiritual journeys for some people, that's how they choose to release into the energy that surrounds them. Think of it as speaking certain things into existence. But I believe that it has a stronger psychological impact, if I may call it stronger, right? The University of Rochester Medical Center states that journaling helps control your symptoms and improve your mood by helping you prioritize problems, fears, and concerns. Meaning you tend to jot down what you feel is more relevant. It indirectly forces you to actually prioritize. Journaling helps control your symptoms and improve your mood by tracking any symptoms day to day so that you can recognize triggers and learn ways to better control them. Meaning that's an effective method to get to know yourself. Journaling helps control your symptoms and improve your mood by providing an opportunity for positive self-talk and identifying negative thoughts and behaviors. Journaling is not just about release and putting down. It's also about absorbing, about letting things sink in. It's absorbing the information from your mind. For example, I would often ask myself, what is Natalie trying to tell me? Speaking to myself in the third person, like what am I trying to tell myself? Why is this situation triggering me? Why is this relevant to me? What is my inner child in need of today? Where do I want to be tomorrow? What has affected me today? What did I love doing today? What do I need to remember to improve on tomorrow? Sometimes it would even help me analyze the most complex situation I live and I'm trying to understand somebody else's emotions, my own emotions, how I'm absorbing everything, how I'm understanding everything. By just jotting it down, it helps me filter out what is relevant, right? Because it comes to a point as you're writing, your hand starts hurting and you're like, okay, I need to get to the bottom of this. And subconsciously, your mind filters what is relevant. A journal is where you write with no fear of judgment, as if no one will ever read it. Think about it. It's an intimate relationship, conversation with yourself on paper. It allows you to slow down and ask yourself questions. So here are some tools to help you start on your journal, on your journaling journey. Yeah, journaling journey. First, don't stress. Breathe in, breathe out, and then pick the most comfortable looking book that you can find. In my case, I love rustic, vintage looking, unfinished journals. Don't ask me any questions. (laughs) Second, you can have it on you all the time so that whenever you feel the need to write something down, you can do so. Or you could simply leave it at a spot where you know you'll be slowing down. It could be on your counter when you're having your morning coffee. A spot that is comforting like a creative desk, 
a reading chair, or the drawer of your nightstand. No judgment here. Third, be intentional in your writing. Be in the moment. Be present. There is something about scribing that stimulates the brain. It's a form of controlled drawing. And I'll go as far as saying that calling it an exchange of energies. As an artist myself, I tend to get creative with my journaling. I'll draw, I'll doodle, I'll sketch, I'll scribble, build schemas, and more. Most of my paintings start with journaling. Yes, writing. Odd. I can't explain it, but that's what happens. I write and then I produce. I've studied the art of loneliness and self-awareness. And to me, it involves sitting in a corner and just writing. And then out of nowhere, a concept erupts. And I express it first in writing. And then I transfer it into sketching. And then I transfer it into drawing. (laughs) But yeah. Let's go back to the subject. Fourth, in the future, you will be tempted to revisit your journaling archives. Don't be scared to do so. This step has been extremely healing to me as I revisited pages that made me whisper to myself, that's odd. I don't feel that way anymore. And it went on to confirm my healing. Some of my writings have also been triggering as they brought me back to a place of pain and sadness. I have peacefully torn out some of these pages as a symbol of letting go of these feelings. There were times I didn't know how to talk to. I didn't know who to talk to times I felt I didn't want to hold my pain in and just picking up that pen and writing it down and releasing it brought some relief but it was a letting go mechanism some professionals even suggest writing down your pain or what you wanted someone who hurt you to know and simply crumbling the paper up and burning it or throwing away after is a form of letting go. I also noticed that I had written so many encouraging words in the pages following my sad pages. I recorded the healing and this gave me some reassurance that things always work out in the end. Things always get better. Now there are different kinds of journaling. There is gratitude journaling, where you stop and think about all the good things in your life right now, or jot down a beautiful experience you just lived. There is trauma journaling. This one is tough. It's when you decide to revisit something awful that happened in the past. I personally believe that this kind of journaling requires the guidance of a professional. It can help you reevaluate that experience. And choose to look at it from a different perspective. It can also help in memory loss that often comes with trauma. There is habit journaling under which you can find food and water intake, physical exercise, and mood tracking and more. 
This is less about your thoughts, but mostly it helps you build habits and keep track of your goals. It guides your lifestyle. Another kind of journaling that I do is calendar journaling. I also call it planning, but I find that what helps me with my anxiety is writing down short-term goals on my calendar, meaning these goals are dated and it could be just a list of the things I need to do during the day, like planning my car service, paying my bills on time, following up with a business partner, or managing a gig that's coming up. Each check mark that I put on that journal gives me a sense of accomplishment and adds value to my day. And most importantly, it gets rid of my anxiety. So I think at this point, you've figured out by now that journaling can be very flexible. You can tailor it to your style, to who you are, and most importantly, to your needs. I believe that journaling fosters growth, meditation, and healing, and more. It's a short time activity that, if developed, can give long-term results. I've lived it. It has often helped me manage my stress, improve my mood, and help me be in tune with my emotional functions. Just start. Get that blank sheet and write whatever comes to mind. Even if it's just one word. <laughs>